and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, the No Name MMA Show. Thank you for joining me on this um, starting to get a bit nippy um, fall Wednesday, October 19th. Um, it's starting to feel nice and dope out there. Uh, my name is Motivated Andy, and we finally have upon us UFC 280. Islam Makachev is facing off against Charles Oliveira for the lightweight strap in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we also have Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw for the bantamweight strap. And not to forget Benil Dariush, because everybody else is, against Matos Gamrot, which is going to be fucking crazy. And apparently they are fighting for no apparent reason other than just fighting. They're not going to be getting a championship. Nothing's going to happen. So that's dope. Um, we also have Caitlin Chukagian and her decision as facing off against Manon Fiore, uh, who has looked like a motherfucking assassin. She is uh, like, uh, what was that fucking lame ass? Uh, well, it wasn't lame. It was like, forgive me, France or something. I don't know. With John Travolta. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Some gay ass shit. But I mean, it was it was fine. It was it was mid. Yeah, it wasn't any. But yeah, Man and Fior is not that movie. I don't know why. Why I did all that anyway. Not to forget, we have Sean O'Malley against Piotr Jan, and what I am still thinking is a closer fight than more people are really giving it the chance to be. But. Before we get into any of that hype, and first, um, I'm going to tell you about my weekend. First, yeah, uh, our friend's uh, niece, Alvaro, who's pretty much like my niece, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, it was her quince this past weekend, and it was dope. And there was a whole ass Megatron on the dance floor. If you haven't been to a quince, it's just crazy with a bunch of dances, nice outfits or whatever. And yeah, apparently there's Megatrons now. So something happened in my last five years or ten years or whatever the fuck of not being involved in Keen says that we've gotten to the point where there's a Megatron involved. So that's cool. But yeah, I also finally turned 32. I feel pretty chill. Uh, just went for a run and enjoyed company with all the homies and had some bomb ass cake that was made by Nina. Uh, we also went to this cool-ass restaurant called uh, Hello Sailor, <clears throat> and they have these, like, fat-fried fries and just, like, amazing shrimp and fucking, like, steak and shit. Uh, I forgot what Nina had, but I had popcorn shrimp, and oh, my God, it was so fucking good. Um, but, yeah. Also, um, Nina and I are pregnant, and, yeah. Your boy is going to be a father, and I'm going to have a baby fucking girl. So, yeah, Nina is pregnant as fuck. That's part of the reason why she's not going to be doing the podcast, because, yeah, being pregnant is fucking hard as shit. Uh, it is our first kid, and it still hasn't really hit me yet. Uh, Nina's doing good, and we're both doing great. Just, you know, happy and healthy, and we're looking forward to welcoming baby Zuzu um, hopefully March 15th, if all goes according to plan. I don't know. They, like, figured that out, like, right away. They were like, March 15th is going to be the day. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a couple days off. But apparently that's not a thing. So, 
yeah, I don't know. It's cool though. We got all kinds of baby shit now, and the cats don't know shit about fuck. So hopefully, the baby likes the cats. Because if not, you know, sucks for the baby, I guess. But yeah, enough of all that sappy shit. Let's talk about all things violence. Off to the MMA minute. First, Aljamain Sterling gets in a back and forth on Twitter over being seen with Andrew Tate. Um, this was also some comments that he had that maybe did it sound too great. I don't know. So this is the initial comment by Goshen B um, <clears throat> at Funkmaster. I don't like the dude because he said that if a woman dressed somewhat nicely gets raped, it's up to her to bear responsibility. That shit doesn't even make sense, and it's just flat-out gross thing to say. Aljamain Sterling retorts saying 100% correct. Also said was, with all the mental health issues and the predators out there, why walk home by yourself at odd hours of the night in sketchy places? That was the responsibility he mentioned for making safe decisions, which makes sense, although it doesn't justify rape. So, yeah, he responded to this in the media press conference. He said, hey, uh, I'm not trying to victim blame. Uh, at the end of the day, I just think that if you associate with this guy or a clown, I've seen enough to determine clown behavior. And it's funny when it's just kind of Andrew Tate, haha, he's saying crazy shit. Like, it's funny. It's like, whoa, like Alex Jones is fucking crazy. It's insane. But when you start doing shit, when people start buying your bullshit and like thinking you're this dude that they need to look up to, like, why? <clears throat> I just don't get that. I, I I don't understand that. Like, why? This dude has video of him, like, putting hands on a woman. Like, why would you glorify that? He's been accused of sex trafficking. He's no longer in the States, guys. Why do you think he's in Saudi Arabia? He's not in the UK anymore. He's not allowed. What do you think? Like, come on. Just use your fucking brain. So, yeah, just, you know, for Sean O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling, Leon Edwards, and everyone else that fucks around with Andrew Tate, please enlighten yourself. Or else, you know, just fuck y'all. Like, that's, that's it. Like, I don't fuck with y'all. That's dumb. It's stupid. It's like believing in wrestling. Like, I get it. I'm not disparaging wrestling. I think wrestlers are fucking dope. I think that, you know, the sport itself is insane. But it's not actual real life, you know? So, yeah. It's like funny, haha, but it's not actually, like, cool. So, yeah. Like, I know I've seen enough Andrew Tate. It's not just clickbait. Like, I've read through whole transcripts. So, at least I've made my opinion. I figured out what I liked. I figured out that I was just like, no. This is just bullshit. Just like Kanye West saying, like, I can't be an anti-Semite if I'm Jewish. Like, bro, like... It's just... What the fuck, bro? You have to respect my opinion. 
even if it's racist, because it's racist. In any other venue, for any other person, they would be getting clocked for saying that shit. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? Like, go say that in Germany, please. Can you imagine if he was still with Adidas? Is he still with Adidas? I don't even fucking know. Like, why associate your shit with that? But. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. Swanson reveals that he also fractured a rib in his leg kick TKO loss uh, to Jonathan Martinez this past weekend. He he put up a picture of a like a scrum that happened where he landed on his rib and he said he tore some cartilage. So speedy recovery. And I don't know. He says that he's going to see what happens next. But good luck either way. I think moving back up is probably the best decision. 135 is insane. I don't know why Cub Swanson was trying to do that. But I don't know. Best of luck to him. UFC champ. Jerry Prochaska spent three days in the dark to face demons. Um, he spent three days with no food um, as part of a meditation to kind of overcome his demons or whatever. I don't know why I just repeated myself, but that's the type of dude that Jerry does, man. He's punching trees 500 times a day. Like, what'd you expect? I, I expected nothing less of an actual UFC samurai. That guy is crazy. I am looking forward to Jerry versus Glover. They should be the main event. They've deserved the main event spot. And I can't wait for the rematch December 10th. Uh, Henry Cejudo reacts to the crazy UFC memo um, reportedly banning fighters and teams of fighters and etc. Which I guess it's like close relative of fighters um, from betting on the sport and on themselves and anybody else. Henry Suda says, did we sign a contract? The former two-division UFC champion sounds like he's got a lot of questions about the recent UFC decision to prohibit their fighters from gambling on MMA. Um, I get it, but... I don't know. It, I understand why. Because, you know, if you're taking falls... That's literally why you don't want to be doing that. But also, I just feel like you have all these different things, gambling-related, DraftKings, like uh, just all the kinds of sh other shit, and you're not allowed to partake in it yourself. I was just telling Nina the other day, like if I'm a fighter, at least I'm putting like 5% of whatever my projected show money is on to, like I'm betting on myself. Why would you not? You got enough balls to get in the cage with somebody, like at least believing yourself a little bit. So put on like, I don't know, whatever the fuck, 500 bucks on yourself. Why the fuck not? But also, I get it. It's just fucked up again. And eventually, like the UFC is just, just going to keep on. And that's the thing. That's one of the things that I mentioned. It's just like this is in a code of conduct that is not enforced by anybody whatsoever. Unless it's somebody that they don't like or they were planning on cutting or releasing. So, yeah, but UFC fighters are going to keep on getting exploited until somebody decides, like, until enough motherfuckers are like, hey, let's try PFL, one, Eagle FC, 
PFL, until enough pe- motherfuckers start doing that shit, that's when things will change. Until enough high caliber, high profile motherfuckers go into these different places, that's when it'll change. But until then, not shit. So it doesn't fucking matter. Latifi, um, temporarily suspended by NSAC after post fight admission. Um, he was talking to Paul Felder, and apparently he said that he has staph infection, and he did not disclose that. So NSAC temporarily ugh, temporarily suspended him. Um, he possibly retired. Um, Alexi Olenek, so this is what he gets. This is what he deserves. Um, a recent study shows UFC gloves lead to higher eye poke rate compared to other promotions. Eye pokes in MMA were discussed at the 2022 Association of Ringside Physicians in Las Vegas recently per combat sports law. During the discussion, data was presented showing the how the rate of pokes differed based on the gloves being worn at the time. The study was shared at the conference. It was presented by ARP President Dr. John Neidecker, who is a ringside physician. The study included research by Neidecker, Jared Bukowski, Vijay Kurup, and Bobby O'Donnell. For their study, the researchers analyzed fights in the UFC, Bellator, and PFL, all of which have different glove designs. So P- Bellator just had a recent glove redesign in 2014 pfl is newer um and the ufc hasn't had a new glove design in i don't know how long the researchers looked at fights through january 1st 2022 and june 30th 2022 and counted the amount of eye pokes that happened in the bouts the study found that the high rate of eye pokes in the ufc was considerably higher than the rate calculated in bellator PFLs was slightly higher than the UFCs. The eye-poke rate in the UFC was 23 and 233 bouts, which translates to about 1 in 10 bouts has an eye-poke. PFL was 6 and 46, so once every 8 bouts. And Bellator was fucking king with 2 in 87 bouts, so once every 44 bouts. I mean, I'm not surprised. Bellator... Bellator just needs they they just need somebody that really give a fuck about their product. And I think Scott Coker's the only one. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like you have Danny Sabatello versus Rafion Stotts, I think is gonna be fucking dope. And if Danny Sabatello wins, oh my god. Fucking insane. Yet nobody, nobody is talking about this fight. Bellator, I, I just don't get it. They actually give a fuck about the fighters to some extent. I mean, obviously, it is cage fighting, so there is going to be a level of exploitation here. But you're a grown fucking adult, so it is what it is. But it seems like they actually consider, like, hey, you know, Cyborg, like, you're just going to kick ass all the time. You want to be able to fucking box whenever you want? Oh, the gloves fucking suck balls. Let's try to fucking change them up a little bit, right? Just little incentives like that, bro. Like, they're uh, they're attempting to solve some of these issues. So I just... 
it's unfortunate that they don't have more success when I think that their product is good enough to at least compete. If it's told the right way, I just don't think anybody's really trying to tell it. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's just it. I, I don't think anybody really cares enough to tell it. So it's unfortunate. But yeah, Bellator is safer. Moving on from that for other shit that people don't care about. Jorge Masvidal calls for Leon Edwards to step up to the motherfucking plate to settle rivalry. Edwards responds, refer to me as Mr. Edwards or Sir and get on your knees and beg and I may consider it. I think this is fucking hilarious. This dude is literally like, hey, I'm not going to beg, but uh, I'm going to beg because he responds and says, I've never begged for anything. But you know where you can get this fight. This is the best money fight you're going to get. Like, nobody really cared about Jorge Masvidal. But now it's gotten so bad, so beggy. Like, before you were down to fight anybody anywhere. And now you think you're this hot shit that just got a taste of money. Like, it, that's what it looks like to me. You just got a taste of a little bit of that power and it got to your fucking head. Because before you were real as fuck and you were down to fight anybody anywhere. Now you're, like, begging for a title shot, bro? Come on, dude. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. But anyway, that's it for this week's MMA Minute. Over to fucking It's Time, where we're going to be going over UFC 280 and also the prelim main event of Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. So I'll go ahead and get over that. Both of these guys. Fucking monsters. Both of these guys, at least on five fight on five fight win streaks. Um, well, except for Bilal with that no contest with Leon Edwards. But Bilal has recent wins over Luke Thompson, Damian Maya, the no contest with fucking Leon and Lima. Meanwhile, Brady has wins over Chiesa, which was fucking crazy. Matthews, Aguilera, Nardiev, Nardiev, I don't know, and McGee. For me, Bilal is a very smart fucking fighter. And for him to be in, cornered by Habib, I think, is an even better prospect for his victory. But do not get it twisted. Sean Brady is a fucking monster. And I am looking so forward to this. The wrestling exchanges are going to be insane. I am more upset that it's not on pay-per-view but i get it because dude you can't start you can't lead off the pay-per-view with fucking caitlin chukagan versus minion pure actually you could have because minion pure i think probably knocks out caitlin chukagan yeah i'm saying it right now but we'll talk about that later actually we won't no minion pure is gonna knock out caitlin chukagan and that's what Caitlin Chukagian gets, she doesn't get a full review because she fucking sucks balls and Maynard's a fucking boss bitch and hopefully she knocks her out. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Bilal Muhammad, Sean Brady. I think it's going to be an excellent exchange in wrestlings of all kinds of natures. Uh, crazy Dagestan shit from Bilal with his crazy fucking wrestling already. Fucking Sean Brady with his American wrestling and his fucking crazy grappling. So I'm very, very excited to see exactly what happens. Um, Sean Brady has a higher 
grappling average. Takedown accuracy is 60 compared to Bilal's 35. But, I mean, Bilal, fucking 91% for takedown defense. Sean Brady, 87%. So what the fuck is going to be happening there? The submission average is way higher for Sean Brady. But in terms of strikes per landed, I'm sorry, strikes landed per minute, it's pretty much the same. 4.3 for Bilal, 3.9 for Sean Brady. They're both 72 inches in reach. They're both orthodox stance. I mean, really, it's only four years of an advantage in age for Sean Brady. So that's the only real thing. I don't know. Bilal's very athletic, man. So I, I can't knock him. But John Brady's a fucking beast, and I cannot wait. Um, fuck it, I'll go with Bilal. Because uh, no particular reason. I'm jealous of Sean Brady's tattoos, so that's that, that's what I'll do. I'll do that. Uh, moving on from that, we have now in the pay-per-view, Benil Dariush against Mateusz Gamrat. Um I got to go with my boy Benny. He's been disrespected so much. Mateusz Gamrat, I feel like he is kind of just happy to be here. And Benil Dariush, I think, is going to fucking be violent, dude. I think he's going to unleash his demons in that cage. Like, all the frustration, rage... Um, neglect, disrespect is all going to come out and he is going to either get knocked out because he's going to get so furious or he's going to put on a fucking show. And if I'm him, I'm only yelling, I am next. Me. The title shot is mine. Fuck all that bullshit. Fuck Alexander Volkanovsky. Fuck all these other motherfuckers. That belt is mine. Charles Oliveira owes me a fight. He's fucking ducking me. Fucking scared little bitch. Why don't we do this in Brazil? That's what I would do. Like, but no, he's probably going to call out fucking Tesla and ask for a car for his baby because he's a nice person. Like, damn. Way to not be like your personality in the cage. If only, if only, if only like his violence translated in personality. Not like he has a bad personality, just it's not a exciting one, a riveting one. One that you're going to be willing to take time out of your fucking day to watch him, you know? You got to be more entertaining than me for me to be paying attention to you. I mean, I think that's a scenario for for everything. At, at least like, like, huh, like, okay, I, I I can shut off my brain and listen to you for a little bit. You know? And Benil's just not that guy. It's just he just isn't. He just isn't. And it's terrible. Benil puts you to sleep. He's like a Snorlax. Like he can kill you, but he's like sleepy time. Sleepy time tea. Who's not sleepy time tea? is my most anticipated matchup of the night. Sean O'Malley versus Piotr Jan. I think that Sean O'Malley has an excellent chance of winning this fight. Well, not an excellent chance. I think he, he I think he's, it's going to be closer than what the odds make it out to be, with a lot of people are making it out to be. Sean O'Malley has very excellent timing. He has reach. If he keeps it standing, if he keeps Peter at a distance, 
It can be a long night for Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan has a tendency of taking it slow. Even in the fight with uh, Corey Sanhagen, he took that first round off. And if you take one round off and then the second round is a little contentious, that's all it takes. It's the battle of thirds. And Sean O'Malley can play the fucking part for him to end up being the next one up against Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw. Two even crazier killers. In terms of this being Conor McGregor parallel, I don't know. I don't think so. I get it. But I'm also reading between the lines. Like, this was the only fight that was available. It's a favorable matchup against somebody in the top five that's not going to really try to grapple you like that. But, but, Piotr Jan's wrestling is no fucking joke. They get in a clinch exchange. He lands a fucking trip somehow. Then you're looking at a very long night for Sean O'Malley. In a scenario where I think a lot of people are saying, like, that, yeah, that's what's going to happen, dude. Just for the chaos, I would like Sean O'Malley to win. Just so I know that somewhere out there, somebody bet the fucking house on Piotr Jan, and they lost it. I want that pain in the world to exist. So yeah, Sean O'Malley for the win. This is the first time I'm going with Sean O'Malley for the record. Uh, I've always been a hater. I applaud the decision to fight higher caliber opponents. Um, I think it is appropriate timing. He's 27. Make that bank. And Piotr Jan can be your bitch if you play it just right. Um, don't let me down. But maybe I just jinx you. So maybe fuck me. But maybe fuck you. Maybe fuck us both. Maybe, maybe just win. And then we'll be both okay. That would be dope. Thank you, Sean O'Malley. Moving on. Um, the possible next opponent to TJ Dillashaw versus Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling is the defending champion. He is the only technical champion on this card. Um, facing off against another guy that could possibly be a third-time Bantamweight champion and a guy that never actually lost the belt in TJ Dillashaw. In terms of the impressiveness... The impressive impressiveness, impressive I don't even, is it impressiveness? In terms of how impressive his fight against Piotr Jan was, I think Aljamain Sterling has a good chance of being fighter of the year if he wins against TJ Dillashaw. I think TJ Dillashaw is a very, very dangerous fucking fighter. I think he's very seasoned. I think the killer in him, the comparison that I have for TJ Dillashaw is how I would feel of John Jones if he wasn't such a complete and utter piece of shit. TJ Dillashaw, I think, is a very, very, very talented MMA art martial artist. I think that he is a piece of shit for what he has done, but it's one infraction out of nothing else that I've heard compared to John Jones, where it's been multiple infractions, and then he's not a good guy either. Like, 
Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, fool me three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, eight times. Like, how many excuses do you need? But at least TJ only did one thing wrong. He's a fucking snake, but he really did one thing wrong. So I'm willing to forgive that because the talent is fucking there. And winning makes you forget. That's why a lot of people fucking fuck it. John Jones can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's a fucking winner. That's just what it is. That is reality. I just don't fuck with him because he's a piece of shit. DJ Dillashaw is a snake. But he seems like a decent enough person. He has a business. He provides jobs, you know. Seems like a good dad. Fucking violent fucking dog in the cage. So, yeah, you know, kudos to him. Aljamain Sterling, I think, is very, very underappreciated. This is going to be a very fun matchup. And also, the wrestling, I think, is neglected. I think it's going to be even keel. I think Aljamain Sterling, with the little bit of youth, and not being in as many wars as TJ Dillashaw, that's a slight advantage, him being a little bit younger. But also with that comes the experience, and TJ Dillashaw is a fucking dog. If you give him just a little a little taste, he's going to fucking latch on. He's going to make Aljamain Sterling quit. I don't, I don't know about all that. It's going to be a very fucking close fight. I have it very fucking close in my head. I don't know what the numbers are right now in terms of the betting line. But for me, it's a, you know, 100, 100, 150, 150. I think it's very fucking close. I think it might be Aljamain Sterling with the slight um, advantage. I think TJ will be dog, which is fine because of what happened with Piotr. Piotr made a lot of believers out of Aljamain Sterling. Or Aljamain Sterling made a lot of believers out of fighting and winning Piotr Jan in the way he did. Fuck it, I'll go with Aljamain. Why not? Backpack that motherfucker. Infuriate him. That'd be dope. Pay for your sins, bitch. And yeah, now we're off to the fucking main event. Charles Oliveira against Islam Makhachev, the former fucking lightweight champion, the guy who lost his belt to the scale. You know what? I agree with it. Fuck it. He should have lost the fucking belt. He's getting pay-per-view points. Fuck you. You are not allowed to not suffer as much as Justin Gaethje did. Justin Gaethje did just enough to make fucking weight. You did not. Don't blame it on the guy from Arizona doing his fucking job. Don't don't fucking do that. We're not going to do that. One person did their job that night, and it was not fucking Charles Olivier, the champion. So, no. No sympathy. I don't give a fuck. Love him. He fucked himself over. Justin Gigi did nothing wrong. He made weight. He made it on time. Charles Olivier did not do that. So, fuck off. No, 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 no. 
but he has the chance to redeem himself. And and what a fucking way. Saudi Arabia, bro. Against the pupil of Habib Nurmagomedov, one of the presumable lightweight goats. BJ Penn is still mine. I don't give a fuck how many times he lost at the end. That motherfucker fought with Yoto Machida, bro. Chill out. That's the goat. But I mean, this is the Tony Habib we never got. This is about as close as it's going to get. So I cannot fucking wait. I think Charles, his resume speaks for itself. I think that will be the defining factor. He recently got eye surgery. Uh, We'll see how that works in his favor or against. Maybe there were movements that he wasn't paying attention to because his eyesight was so fucked. That now with perfect vision, he might see it a little bit better and react to it where he wouldn't have seen it before and just stood still. Or maybe he sees shit coming and he doesn't get knocked down like he was getting knocked down in every other fucking fight. So, yeah. I'm rooting for Charles. I think Charles gets it done. Third round. Fuck it. We're going to do a KO. Islam Makachev's going to go fucking out. Third round. Drew Bronx does not do championship rounds. Now, if it if it does go down that way, which would be dope, then the UFC has a weird little conundrum because it's the Brazil card and then it's going to be the Perth card. Back to back. Charles Oliveira says that he's down to do 155 at Brazil and then 145 against Volkanovski in Perth. And... If he wins, I mean, who, who the fuck knows who's gonna be fighting? Who's gonna be fighting next? Dana White says that it's gonna be Alexander Volkanovsky. We'll see how hurt Charles Olivier is after his fight. But man, would that not fucking suck for Alexander Volkanovsky to fucking have to fight Charles Oliveira in Brazil? And also miss out on his own hometown card. Yeah, I got Charlie Olives. I think Islam is good. I think some of his competition as of late has been a little bit too easy, too quick. But yeah, I think Charles is just better. I've been having a hard on for Charles after he beat Tony. I, I, I truly feel that Tony's spirit went with him. I still think that Tony's going to win. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I think he's still going to win. But yeah, that's it. UFC 280. I'm a dad. I'm 32. It's all going down this fucking weekend. Don't forget, the prelims start at fucking 10 a.m. if you're on the East Coast, so don't fuck that shit up. If you're mountain time, you're looking at fucking nine and if you're on the west coast you're looking at fucking seven so tough titties for you mean event starts at 2 p.m on the east coast so set your fucking clocks that way you don't miss the pay-per-view because you were busy doing some other bullshit like taking an afternoon nap after you eat a lot of oreos okay but yeah that's it for the fucking show i do think it's our best episode yet 
Um, thank you for joining me here today. I would love to talk shit with you, hear your thoughts, etc. Um, you can reach us at Twitter at no name MMA one on Instagram at no.name.mma.show. Shoot me an email at no name MMA show at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your week from me, motivated Andy. Talk at you guys next week, investing your mental health. And as always, Buck you, John Jones.